The following audio drama is rated R for rockin'. You can be sure that everything you wanted to see when you're a teenager is here. Just tantalizingly out of reach if you're under 17 or 18 years old. TC Patrick, I'm the producer, uh, DM, and host on Dice Company. Dice Company is an actual play podcast where listeners can indulge in the cozy camaraderie of a group of lifelong friends as they embark on a whimsical adventure through the realm of Athlon. It's a dark, gritty fantasy where the audience are welcomed to unwind with the hilarious back and forth and epic quests each week. What you're about to hear is chapter one of the first campaign entitled Appalling Consequences. We hope you enjoy. Dice Company is a sweary, brutal, and violent podcast which deals with adult themes. No feelings were hurt in the making of it, but listener discretion is advised. Welcome one and all to the first episode of Dice Company, where a group of old friends weave tales of triumph, heroism, and despair under the guise of playing Dungeons and Dragons. My name is Tom, and I'll be your DM in the coming weeks of adventure, intrigue, and mystery. If you'd like to know more about the players and their character builds, please check out our short Chapter Zero introduction. But without further delay, let's get stuck into Chapter One of Dice Company. Welcome, one and all, to the world of Alestia and the continent of Athlon. Athlon is dominated in large part by the Kalian Empire, and its ruler, Emperor Salazar, who, a decade previous, used the newly discovered power of airships and war automatons to defeat the kingdom of Cantioch in the Great Freedom War. Even the abilities of Cantioch's powerful and mysterious arcane council, the Rojan, could not stop the defeat. The people of the new Kalian Empire have seen a subtle, creeping transformation occur in the decade or so since. Each citizen of the Empire was given a tithe to pay back through their lives. For most, this has become an unpayable debt, save for a few select members of the elite who live lives of unimaginable opulence. The mighty Rojan, once a group of mythical power, have been hunted to near extinction. Automatons, pivotal in Salazar's success, saw their sentience stripped from them and further construction outlawed. Those which weren't scrapped have become mindless servants to those wealthy enough to afford them. Crime is dealt with brutally by the Bounders, while persistent troublemakers may find themselves encountering members of the Emperor's secretive Shadow Vanguard. Our story begins much smaller. On the island of Alphon, in the Imperial capital of Lunadine, an automaton with no discernible master, enters a back alley warehouse, alone. After a few moments, the door across the room opens and two other people enter. Players, please introduce yourselves. Okay, I'll go first. Talk is said automaton, who stands about six foot eight tall. He's currently carrying a uh, shield, spear, has a, a mace at his side, has a large like rucksack with quite a lot in it, packed in it. And he is standing basically just motionless watching the door as you walk in. Uh, I shamble in. I am a thin, twisted character. I'm dressed all in black, leaning heavily on my cane. I have a face half visible, but half a porcelain mask with a cheery expression on it. Every movement of mine causes intense pain, and I look extremely uncomfortable to be stood on my feet at all, but at the same time, very happy to be looking at Tok. I am a fairly short, slender human, not particularly large or built up, suggesting of a life lacking in appropriate nutrition and sunlight, sort of thin, sharp features and a watchful air. I am dressed all in black and have a large scar running from basically my eyebrow to my mouth, which looks fairly fresh. Magnificent. Look at him, Benny. He's perfect. Have you ever seen one as good condition as this? Uh, I ain't had a lot to do with automatons, to be honest. Not sure I trust him. Don't worry, Benny. Leave it to me. I bet he speaks. What's your name? Query, are you the masters that the other automaton referred to? Oh, that sounds like me, a master. I like the sound of that, yeah. Quiet, Benny. I semi-bow as far as my body will allow. 
Yes, we're the masters. I am Vander Finnick. This is my associate. I've been called worse. Uh, Hiya, I'm Benny Quez. Benny's not, shall we say, endowed with manners, but he means well and he's got a quick hand about him. It's all very useful, you see. We're all about useful around here. Speaking of useful, I imagine you're quite useful yourself, aren't you? Useful for what purpose? Well, you can do many things. Are you strong? Indeed. Can you run fast? Compared to who? Well, compared to you, Benny. (laughs) Doc looks down at the two small people in front of him and goes, yes. (laughs) And do you feel? Feel what? Pain? When damaged. And do you repair yourself? Um, If you're looking at talking, you actually see that there is... Uh, so he's dressed in in like plate armor, which seems to be sort of part of him. It's almost like a walking suit of armor, except there are uh, numerous scrapes and plates, quite a few plates missing. Uh, it looks like he probably has been in a fight recently. An observation check. Is there a chair about? You don't need to do an observation check. Your your passive <laughs> perception ability, your keen eyes allow you to see a chair in front of you. So there is uh, there is a table between you and under the table, pushed under the table, is a chair. I reach towards Benny with a horrible, semi-mutilated hand missing a finger. Help me over to the table, Benny. Yeah, I give him a, I give him a, a hand getting over the table. Ah, that's good. Ah, this one appears injured. This one is indeed injured. You have no idea the benefits of a chair. So, Tok, do you need work? I have no need for work. I'm searching for a stone, a ruby to your eyes. It would be this big, with many holes in the surface. Have you seen any such rubies? I may have seen rubies like that. What would you want a ruby for? Repairs. Benny, you've seen rubies like that? Oh, I wish. It was stolen from me by a group called Bounders. Stolen by the Bounders, eh? I don't think you'll be able to get that back. Oh, I'd never say never. Well, Just a question of planning. I, I have a lot of plans when it comes to bounders, and all of them involve not going anywhere near them. Oh, Benny, I wouldn't say that just yet. I imagine you've got great things in your future. Stick with me. Don't worry, I'll see you right. Well, uh, yeah, I, have, I hope to have a future, which is why I want to not go anywhere near the bounders. You'd trust me, wouldn't you? Nothing ever goes wrong when I'm in charge. you've not done me wrong so far and for that i'm glad but no i've known you about 10 minutes so i don't trust you you'll learn trust uh well maybe we'll see well how about we build some right now talk you want your repairs as you call them benny you want more let's just assume that that's enough for you and i am an old man with a plan maybe we can work together i although i would like what i like is more and freedom does freedom count as more, or is that a separate thing entirely in your worldview? My worldview, big words, aren't they, Benny? Well, I thought I'd try one out, see how it felt. I'm not sure I liked it, though. Well, I think let's start with the more and end with the freedom, shall we? That would work for me. And you, Tok? You ready to do some work and maybe we can find your repairs? I would find that acceptable. Seems to me like Tok's making decisions. Is that allowed in automatons? Not in most. What do you mean by allowed? Well, I'm not a history buff, but my recollection is that all automatons who were sentient got taken apart, and the ones that were left over weren't necessarily capable of making their own decisions. There were exceptions. Oh, right. Exceptions. Are these kind of exceptions easily explained if we happen to run into bounders? Previously, when encountering bounders, there has been violence. Lovely. This sounds perfect. Just the kind of situation that I was hoping to get into. Fantastic stuff. Well, it's nice to see we're all becoming friends, isn't it? Benny, if you wouldn't mind, there's some soup over there. Get an old man his soup, would you? Aye, all right. Go on then. I'll go and fetch him his soup. Uh, it's, a, it's a lumpy soup, kind of pale yellow in colour, um, with various orange bits floating at the top. We're going to need a little bit more detail about this more fairly soon if we're going to be dealing with bounders. We've got an automaton who's sentient, and do you think I'm going to fetch and carry for you? I slurp noisily at my soup. You don't know what you've got, Benny. I know exactly what I've got, Banda. Well, a nice set of teeth you don't seem to admire. I have to make do with things like soup. 
Absolutely disgusting. <laughs> it's so horrible. <laughs> While we're on the subject of fetching carry, go get us that item you so very carefully picked up for us. I'll do that, Vanda, but I'd love for you to understand you're not boss. So kindly, please and thank you would be great. Please, my friend Benny. You go into the room next door and come back holding what appears to be a twisted piece of metal. Circular design. Uh, there is a large bulbous bottom to it and an opening at the top. Does anyone know what this is? I feel like you're going to tell us. I might tell you, but I'm wondering if our friend Tok knows. Do I recognise it? Give me a history check or some knowledge-based check. Arcana or... You can do Arcana if you want. Arcana would be better than history. The first roll of the campaign. Indeed. Right, okay. I am going to... and (laughs) I'm going to... Guide myself. Oh, here we fucking go. Something never changed today. Twenty, dirty twenty. Very nice. Uh, You do recognise that this is a part from a skyship. In as you access your knowledge banks, this is the element required to capture the essence that allows a skyship to fly. Ah, but you don't know what the essence is that has been kept highly classified by the Kelian Empire. By observing this, can I work out what anything about what the essence must be? 20 is a high roll. Something gaseous by the looks of it. Looks like it would contain gas of some kind. Okay, so not necessarily magic. It definitely feels magic. It feels magic. Okay. Uh, I'll reply, yeah. It appears to be an airship part, a power drive system, possibly. My one eye lights up. Very good, talk. It is. May I... Look closer. He'll actually now move closer and take a look at the uh, the device up close, sort of scanning it around. As you scan it closely, you get traces of magic around it, and you can see that the kind of funneled top is an entry point for a living arcane creature. The only one in your memory banks which fits would be an air elemental. This contraption is designed to fit a living being of air. And that, my friend, is what we have to do next. You see, if we want Benny's more and we want Tox repairs, we need a way of leaving this place because I know banders and banders don't like it when things go missing. And that doesn't suit anybody's purposes. So what say the three of us venture out, capture the elemental we need and provide ourselves with the means to do great things? What say you both? I don't know, Vanda. I've I've smelled your farts, and I'm pretty sure they count as living things that are made of gas. So could we not just capture one of them and see how we get on? Now, Benny, we're professionals. We've got to keep up standards, and anyway, an old man fed nothing but soup for a decade through his smashed teeth will make an odd smell or two. Don't let it mind you. I'm going to take that as a yes, and you, talk. Query, can you or can you not create air elementals? I take off the porcelain part of my mask to reveal a smashed face. I can do plenty with not so much, you know. And I replace it. Trust me, Tog. I know what I'm doing, and I've got the scars to prove it. You did not answer the question. I know exactly what I'm doing, Tog. And Benny, and both. Now, time for you to answer. Are you in or not? Such a creature would be difficult to capture. Yes, luckily, we have an automaton, and not just any automaton. Can I tell you my problem? Always, Benny. My problem, my problem is this. Tot gets his ruby, which is pretty well defined. You get your air elemental, which is what you want. And I get a very non-specific more. That's very perceptive, Benny. For quite a lot of trouble by the sound of things. And what is it you'd like? I'd like enough money to get out of this town then we can definitely factor that into our plans, can't we? Well, why didn't you just say so? I'm in! I laugh again. Excellent. So, I need to go out and find the elemental. But as you can see, I'm not so well equipped for movement. Will you help me? Talk us through it. Do you wish to be carried? We're going to go upstairs now, and we're going to get that cart. And Talk, you're going to have to pull me there. It's a few miles north. We've got the supplies. How heavy is the cart? Oh, I imagine a strapping lad like you can manage it. 
I have sustained damage. Sustained damage? You look fairly operational, doesn't he, Benny? I'd say fairly. And we head north to find your air elemental. Yes. And my first challenge, of course, is the stairs. There is a sudden banging from the door and it bursts open. I'm going to step into shadows before he arrives. And a single figure casually strolls downstairs. As the door bursts open and obviously three become two, uh, I turn painfully in my chair to face the stairs, obviously in the basement we're in, leading up to the door and crane my head up at the disturbance. Okay, what you see before you is a tall human in extremely fine and expensive clothes. He has a thick, luxuriant moustache and a top hat that's even larger and more luxuriant. He is rather well-built, fine-looking, and you can see in his eyes that he thinks he's even better-looking than that. Relatively unconcerned, my one eye now gleaming at you, another man might be put off to find their own door kicked in, but I'm more inquisitive than that. What's your name, stranger? Is he Bounder? Good evening, gentlemen. I am Augustus Zeno. Delighted to make your acquaintance. Oh, Augustus, a good name. Talk me, Augustus. I am Talk. Talk's a really talkative fellow. Very intelligent automaton, you know. My name is Vander Finnick. Uh, please understand, I won't rise to meet you, but it's a pleasure all the same. Of course, the pleasure's all mine. Nice to meet you, Vander and Talk. Now, to the point, friend. Can I ask why you're here? Oh, and just so the introductions are complete, um, I've got a short bow aimed at your nuts, so a bit of truth would be nice. Ah, oh, Benny, how nice of you to join us. A pleasure to meet you too, Benny. A short bow. How wonderful. I'm honoured. Well, I try my best, you know. He's quite good with the bow, you see. Bit of truth. What kind of truth are you after, my fine gentleman? The kind of truth that doesn't turn you into a eunuch momentarily. I'm afraid you have me at a loss. I merely walked in here looking for a fine claret. And you might still get one, friend. So what brings you to town? I'd say my main aim in being in this city is to get out of it. I'm looking for a boat to the mainland. And are you a man of any particular talents? Again, I ask out of professional interest. Many talents? What sort of talents are you after? Well, I like Tok here because he's a six foot nine armor-plated killing machine. And I like Benny because he's a light-fingered, low-moraled killer that can hide in the dark. And we like Vander for his looks. You see, so we all have a purpose here. What's your purpose? I'm forming new purposes all the time. Firstly, it was the wine. Now it's to unpick the mysteries of this happy band. I see. Come down into the light. Take a seat. We can decide how best to continue our friendship down here. Oh, I'd be delighted. Can I offer anyone a smoke? I would never say no to a smoke. You would set a fire? Talk's a very literal automaton, you see. An illiteral automaton would be quite an awful thing. I don't smoke. Bad for the lungs. Well, we all need vices. What's yours, my dear fellow? I'm a fan of soup. <laughs> <laughs> I have a vice in my bag. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful talk. Augustus, as you look around the room, you can see a half-eaten bowl of really pale yellow lumpy soup with a single spoon in it next to Fander. And I step out of the shadows in order to accept a cigarette. Lovely. You are my good man. Ta. Tockle standard ease rather than point of spirit. You light up uh, your cigarettes uh, and the atmosphere seems to have calmed slightly. Uh, well, Mr. Finnick, although my talents are, of course, nothing compared to those of your friends here, I do have some means, if not so many ways as these intriguing gentlemen. So perhaps you might be able to help me in my transport issue and you might use my means to hire useful people to do useful things for you. Before you respond, because of your innate ability of insight, Vander, uh, you can tell that Augustus is not being 100% truthful. You can't, you can't pick what he's being untruthful about, but something about the way that he speaks leads you to believe that there's, there's something else happening that he's not mentioning. Possibly bad character acting. Oh yeah, he's, he's a terrible actor. <laughs> Welcome to the party. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to fit or right All in. struggling actors. <laughs> um, <laughs> Oh, that's good soup. <laughs> well, August, money certainly does take you a certain amount of the way, and I'm an owner of a craft that I might be able to help you with. You must understand, though, that we'll need something from you. You understand that, don't you? I'd say I understand a good deal. 
Excellent. And you'll equally understand, given that we're meeting in a deserted warehouse in the basement and we possess crossbows, that we're not a fan of bounders. You understand that too, yeah? Of course. I thought you might be starting some sort of wholesale business. And certainly we might, but it's only not the kind that the law would be acquiescent to. How wonderfully exciting. Yes, exciting. That's one way to put it. So you do what I tell you and I'll get you across the on your boat. Does that sound fair? That sounds superb. Excellent. Then there is a bang at the door. Bloody Nora. I smile again as I turn painfully to the door. Like a bloody kitchen sink drama, this. <laughs> From behind the door you hear, uh, Bounders, let us in. Yeah, Doc's going to ready his spear and shield. At ease, Toc. Um, might be best for you to go back into the shadows, Benny. My thoughts exactly. August, are you known to the law? Time is short, you understand? Known to the law? No. Excellent. Then we're in the process of doing a trade. You have money, no? Uh, yes, of course. Okay. Augustus sits back with the ease of someone welcoming people around his fireside. Excellent. And talk. You're scrap metal, you understand. No feelings, no movement. Lie on the floor, there's a good robot. How will that be useful? I'll explain later. Play dead. Talk will go and lie on the floor in a corner. The door bursts open and four bounders run down wearing their traditional blue uniforms with little blue hats. What is going on here? I don't recognise any of you. Gentlemen, you'll understand if I don't get up. The name's Vander. Oh, what's happened to your face? A long and hard life, I'm afraid. Trying to make an honest living now, though. Meet my friend, August. August? Good evening, gentlemen. I don't believe I've ever attempted to make an honest living, but it's a pleasure to meet you. Right. The bounder, the lead bounder looks around the room, sees Toc in the corner, and then looks back at the rather posh gentleman stood before him. We have heard that something has gone missing from a local warehouse. We've been tipped off that the part is here. He looks at Toc, who is still holding the part from the skyship. And in fact... Oh. I say he's he's talk is definitely not holding it because he's got a spear and a shield. Ah, um, so it's on the floor. Well, he would have put it in his rucksack or given it back to Vander. What did he do? Uh, it depends whether Vander took it back from him or not. Uh, I think it would have been left in plain sight. We were talking about it. Now, had I known it was on the table, I would have taken it off. I don't know what the what's the DM's choice here. I'm happy to go with whatever. I think we're going to go with it's out in the open. Well, okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh, gentlemen, I don't claim to be a scholar of the law, but you do need such a thing as a warrant, do you not? I mean, how did you come to see this if you came here illegally? Even the bounders work in the law, do they not? The bounders all look at one another and then all simultaneously burst out laughing, draw their clubs. Right, arrest them all. And they move towards you. Well, I tried. I look at the sky. Benny... Roll initiative, please. Uh, Toc rolled a 20. Uh, 12 for me. Uh, yeah, three. That seems about right. So I'm barely dimly aware that there's that problems. Uh, one for Augustus, which is pretty impressive, I'd say. Not keen to take the initiative on this one. <laughs> so first up, Toc. Uh, okay, Toc is going to, uh, just from lying on the floor, is going to drop his spear momentarily and uh, has a an attachment on his hand and he's going to shoot a firebolt straight at one of the bounders close to him. Okay, uh, he rolled a 20 to hit, but not a crit. Okay, um, so 20 was a hit, I'm presuming? Uh, it was absolutely a hit. The bounder on the... Uh, the bottom right, so the uh, the one closest to Augustus, takes four fire damage, uh, and then uh, Toxin snatches Spear up, jump up, and and then he will move menacingly towards them. Nice, Benny Quez from the shadows. I'm gonna creep backwards a bit, and then have a little shot at this guy, and I'm I'm gonna use my my sneak attack. If that's all right. Yep. Uh, so. Um, a short bow, a 26. Which is a natural 20. How do I roll for damage? 
Okay, so what is the damage of the short bow, you should say? Uh, oh, sorry, it's 1d6 plus 4. Okay, so roll. you can either roll 1d6 and double it, or you can roll 2d6. This is the sneak attack thing, is it? Because uh, he rolled a crit. Oh, oh, you get sneak attack as well, don't you, the rogue? Yeah, and you get sneak attack as well. So the roll was 5 times 2 is 10, plus 4 is 14, plus 4 is 18. Please describe what happens to this poor bounder that you've just absolutely murdered. <laughs> so I crouch in the shadows and fire an arrow from my short bow. It's a perfect shot. It whistles cleanly through the air and embeds itself in the bounder's eye. He slumps to the ground instantly with barely a sound. Yes, he does. Brutal, brutal shot. Holy crap, that was awesome. It's all downhill from here, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll find out because it's the bounder's turn. Uh, have, you, have you finished, Benny? I believe I have. I need to look into whether I get bonus action or anything, don't I? I haven't done that. Uh, so, yeah, I'm finished for now. Okay, so one bounder is going to run towards Augustus. Another is going to run towards Tuck. The other is going to just make it over to Benny. They pull out slightly bladed clubs and begin to attack. Uh, So one is attacking Tok with a nine, which is definitely not a hit. Not even close. So just it ineffectively chinks off of the heavy armor around Tok. Uh, The second attacks Augustus. Thirteen. What's your AC, please, Augustus? Better than that, I'm sure. Sixteen. Sixteen. So yeah, they hit you with the club with the bladed edge. Uh, and it just hits your kind of rather fine clothes, and then there's a, a def- definite clunk of metal as it just bounces ineffectively off your chest. Good man. Uh, and the third is going to attack Benny with a natural 20 or a total of 23. I mean, you could make a case that that's a hit, couldn't you? Yeah. Uh, so let's roll a d6. Two. Times two is four plus one, which is five. Please take five damage. And on that note, I am not dead. <laughs> <laughs> kind of sad about that, to be honest. It would have been would have been quite the campaign, wouldn't it? One headshot <laughs> and then killed. <laughs> uh, Vanda, you are up. Okay, uh, I'm going to just remain in my chair, if that's okay, and sit my soup. Of course. Would you like to hold an action just in case? Uh, I would like to hold an action, an action which I will take at the next guard who makes a move on any one of the people. No problem. So, so ne- next time someone tries to kill us, you're going to help out. Is that what I'm hearing? Because uh, they are currently attacking. I've got some soup to deal with, guys. You know, not not very well guy. <laughs> um, Augustus. I give the person who just hit me with a bladed club an extremely stern look and say, Sir, what the devil do you think you're doing? Uh, I, I was hitting you. Why ever would you do such a thing? Because you're a criminal and my job is to catch criminals. I walked into this cellar looking for a fine wine. But this is not normally how arrests go. No, I should think not. I've never been arrested in my life and I do not intend to start now. Sarge, what, what, what do I do? It's him again. Uh, uh, I'm sorry, I'm going to have to hit you again. Well, I suspect that will go badly for you, my friend. Would you like to hit him first? I would not. I I continue to look at him with the sternness and menace of an owl. (laughs) So if you're not going to attack, you can take a dodge action to dodge his next hit, which will give him disadvantage. I'll certainly dodge him. This guy's 100% getting disadvantage already. (laughs) (laughs) Should, Should he attempt to hit me again, I will certainly dodge him. I may even be forced to take a step back and sit down at the table. He's absolutely terrified of this Aaron who's appeared before him. Uh, Tuck, back to the top of the round. I mean, I think I'm going to have to attack him with a spear, draw back his spear and uh, try and stab the guy. But it doesn't go very well. I rolled a one, so uh, uh, no stabbing today. Somewhat, somewhat distracted by the absolute lack of action of your teammates. Yeah, indeed, I'm, I'm not entirely sure whether whether like we're meant to be attacking or not because no one else seems to be doing a lot apart from apart from that one guy uh, up in the corner. Benny seems to really be uh, pulling his weight, uh, and you you kind of half heartedly jab your spear towards the the chief who just very casually just swats it out of the way. Um, any bonus actions? Uh, I don't believe so. Okay, uh, Benny. 
I shout, what the f*** are you idiots doing? Someone's getting beaten to death here. Um, I haven't got anything clever where I can disengage without getting stabbed, do I? Not until next level. Um, I guess I'm just going to have to try to stab this chap. Okay. Uh, 16. Okay, so 16 hits. Six piercing damage, please. Uh, yeah, so you uh, you switch deftly from your short bow to your short sword, uh, and with a, a flourish, you're able to stab the bounder in the stomach. Uh, he squeals in pain and does not look very well, but is still standing. Uh, any other movement or bonus actions? Uh, I have not car- studied my character sheet sufficiently to know the answer to that. Use additional notes. They have no effect. the bounder draws back his bladed club to attack benny once again time to jump in there bounder uh can i is he is it is it the bounders go yeah it is okay right yeah i'm jumping in then cool uh so i cast mind fire okie dokie my hand jags out of my robes just as he's pulling back in his direction in a kind of fork like motion okay so you need to do a wisdom based attack roll yes 18 that's a hit. Please now roll a 1d10. 8. Please describe his death. Uh, so my hand blades out and the person is, you can't see any flames, but they look very much like they're reacting to being on fire. They claw at their own body, their face, their eyes, they drop the club and with a scream, an unearthly scream of purest pain, the guard falls to the ground, skin sloughing off them as they roll onto their face and die. Vanda takes another sip of soup. Just horrible. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Benny, you were saved by the quick thinking of Vanda. You can choose to ignore that, which I would. Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) Um, The scared Bounder is now going to attempt to attack Augustus. I'm imagining the invisible fire death of his friend has not reduced his fear at all. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, he's uh, he's having a bad day, this guy. I say so. That is a real shame as well. He rolled a natural 20 and a, and a 10, uh, uh. which misses. So once again, he ineffectively just scrapes his weapon over your chest um, to no effect. I'm starting to get mildly peeved about the possible damage to my clothes. Uh, and finally, the other one attacks Tok with a natural 20. Oh, well, that'll hit. <laughs> oh, my word. Rolling like fire tonight. Uh, so that is five damage. Well, that could have been worse. Uh, Vanda, it is your turn. Uh, I am going to do the same now, but to Tok's assailant. That one is a miss, unfortunately. Okay. This this bounder is obviously a little bit tougher in the mind than the last one and is able to repel your attack. Would you like to move? No. God, no. A chair. Um, Augustus. So I take out a cigarette and light it and say, my good man, you can see from the chaos around you that this is a foolish venture. Can I offer you a smoke while we all try to bring cool heads to this difficult situation? Can I have a persuasion check, please? Uh, it's 13. Nervously, he raises his hand in the air, awaiting a cigarette. Augustus gladly provides one and holds out the, I don't know what would pass for a lighter in this world, a match. Match. Uh, holds out a match to light it, aware that this guy's probably got slightly unsteady hands at this point. He puffs a, a couple of times on the cigarette and looks at you wide-eyed and just looks around the room. His chief is screaming at him to fight like a man, but he's just happy just to stand there and smoke for the time being. Good fellow. Bad company tonight. No, not to worry, not to worry. We'll get it all sorted out. Uh, okay. Uh, talk. Shit's happening in the room. Yeah, but he's not entirely sure what stuff, because the person he can see is um, is apparently sharing a cigarette with... Uh, <laughs> um, I think Tok's going to be uh, defensive at the moment, rely on his um, his compatriots to do some some damage, and he's going to... Uh, to dodge, mainly mainly relying on his armour and his shield. Um, so he's going to do the dodge action. Okay. Uh, Benny. Can I have advantage at the person smoking a cigarette? Absolutely. He's not paying <laughs> any attention. He's just... You absolute bastard. Quite a rogue. Getting the feeling Benny Quez is not going to help me set up my school of philosophy. <laughs> 21. <laughs> that is a hit. Uh, so eight piercing plus one. Uh, 
So it's nine total. Please describe how you killed the man smoking a cigarette. The arrow this time. The man has helpfully held his hand up in front of his face to smoke his cigarette, which the arrow goes straight through before burying into his face. Again, he drops silently to the ground. And I shout, What are we doing? What are we doing? Providing an incredible demonstration of poor form, I'd say. One guardsman left, right? Yep, and he's going to attack Tok at disadvantage because Tok has got into defensive mode. I'm going to try and just intercede very quickly. Guardsman, now would be a very good time to lay down your arms, don't you think? I do not think. I think I'm here to arrest you and that's what I'm going to do. I'll go back to my soup then. Let me know how it goes. You are under arrest, Mr. Robot. Come quietly. The natural one on his attack. He he swings at you and Tok just deftly moves out of the way, almost like it's nothing, and he loses balance slightly. Um, Tok will reply to him by saying, uh, What is a rest? I am under a ceiling. Don't you play silly buggers with me. Next up <laughs> is Vanda. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to send a message to the guardsman in his mind. Okay. Ignore me again, and I'm going to burn you to death. Give me a persuasion check at advantage. 21. The guardsman suddenly looks around. He's completely baffled at what's happening. Three of his men are dead. He cannot hit this gigantic robot that appears to be cracking wise, and now he's hearing voices in his head. He has decided that it is all too much, and he begins to flee the scene. Tockle, Tockle, definitely grab him. If he's, or, yeah, actually, if he's leaving, Tockle, definitely grab him. Or try and, um, I've got a spear, so I'll just, like, use the spear to sweep his legs out from under him. Okay, give me a, um, a, str- we'll do an opposed strength check on that. Uh, athletics? You can do athletics, yeah, but you've got to beat five. Okay, well, hopefully I can do that. <laughs> Just six. <laughs> <laughs> um, in what should have been a, a nice, sweeping, clean movement, uh, it's actually a bit kind of jagged and all over the shop. Some of Tox's um, armoured plates bent out of way have sort of got in the way of him moving smoothly. <laughs> uh, but the guard does fall to the floor, dropping his weapon in the process. You don't, you don't want to kill any more. You don't want to kill any more. Yes, we do. Tok will walk forwards with his spear to stab the guy on the ground. Tok, if you could bring him to the table, please. I, I will go to stab him and sort of say, alive or dead? Alive for now. Very well. I'll drop my spear, picking up, pick him up by the back of his um, his neck and then lift him and carry him to the table. Okay, we are out of combat. <laughs> See, the group have very mixed feelings about all this. <laughs> I'm smoking with a corpse, so yeah, it's been a weird, weird fight for me. Uh, so you, I'm just saying that he has been taken over to the uh, table where Vanda is sat. Uh, I, I'll lie him down on the table. Um, Hold him down, there's a good chap, Tok. I'm, I'm assuming that uh, <laughs> we're going to kill him soon. I appreciate we need to finish this situation, but we're going to have to have some serious conversations about what happened here if we're going to work together, because that was an absolute shit show. I thought I was rather ticking the box for your freedom. I thought you were rather ticking the box for getting me killed for a while there. I suppose the person attacking you died of natural causes, did he? I suppose he could have died quite a lot earlier than he did. Or quite a lot less painfully. And Mr. Let's Have a Chat and Not not Attack Anyone. I don't know what that was, but I did not like it. Awful lot of demands, haven't you, Benny? What, to be basically useful in a fight? Don't think that's too much to ask. Well, I'll practice my cartwheel then. Lovely. That would be ideal. I would just, I would simply suggest that it seems that you do have some capacity in a fight. I'd prefer that you didn't use it quite so selectively. Oh, noted. We're friends, aren't we? And friends can advise each other. I would say that friends help each other out when friends are in peril. In which case, may you be a friend to me now. I have some business. Do you mind? Well, I do mind a little bit, but we'll carry on with this and we can pick it up later. Excellent, much obliged. What's your name, guardsman? He's looking around absolutely terrified about this very casual conversation, the amount of death that's going on, the person smoking in the corner, the gigantic robot who's pinning into the table. His day has got terrible pretty quickly. My name's Allo. Nice to meet you, Allo. Do you know my name? Uh, no. My name is Vander. You don't need to know my colleagues' names, but we're professionals. You see... 
we've got a particular goal in mind and well you can help us with that now can't you you would like to help us wouldn't you as long as you let me live yeah oh that's good news now meet my friend talk talk is the associate holding you down right now hello talk see talk has a question for guardsman he's looking for an object you see what was that object again talk what are you looking for I'm looking for a crystal, a ruby, about one pound in size. It would have small holes in the surface. It was taken a week ago. Oh, yeah, I've seen that, yeah. So it's at the station. Whereabouts in the station? It's It's been it's been locked away as evidence. Oh, I see. Uh, do you have the key for this evidence locker? Yeah. On your person? Yeah. Provide the location. It's just down the road. I, I can I can take you there. I'll, I'll go in. I can get you the crystal. Interesting. And how do you imagine you walked away from this fight without your friends? Uh, I, I, don't know. I could say that I just lost them. It happens. You just lost them. I yeah. see. Thunder, how may we enforce compliance? It's an interesting question, Tok. I draw a fine knife from my person. Do you know what this is? Uh, it's a knife. Very good. It is just a knife. But it's not the knife. It's the wielder. And I am something of an expert where it comes to knife work. You see, I've had practice. Not practicing myself, you understand, but practice on me. And I hold up my deformed hands. So you see, you can do terrible things with a knife. It's all depending on where you start. It's amazing what you can do to the human body and what we can all endure. No. We don't need to know all about that, though, do we? We're friends, aren't we? Give me an intimidation check. Can I add, by the way, that the fact that Chuck's webcam <laughs> is zooming in and out slowly whilst he's speaking <laughs> is just really adds to it. <laughs> I was at advantage, probably. We'll, we'll roll with advantage. This guy's absolutely terrified. What'd you roll? Okay, uh, 23. He's almost crying at your speech. Okay, excellent. Then you work for us now, you understand. Okay, I I can't, I don't think I can work for you like, all the time, but I can, I can help get your crystal. Ah, perfect. In which case, we've got some errands to attend to, but we'll be back for that crystal. And for now, we're going to relieve you of the key. Uh, okay. He, he kind of points gestures uh, at his left pocket. Remove the key from his left pocket and put it in my robes. And where can I find you? Where's your home? I could just come back here if you tell me when. I guess you could. Every second night work for you? Okay. Excellent. Then we have an agreement, don't we? Yeah. Now, that leaves us with one question. How did all your friends go missing but nothing happened to you? Uh, maybe, maybe I got drunk. Maybe I was... I wasn't doing my job properly, and I just went to the local inn, and I had too much to drink, and I never found them, and I don't know where they are. Do you get into fights, I don't suppose, in the local pub? I, I could get into a fight. Nasty fight, wasn't it? A lot of deaths. God knows where the raiders went. Yeah, no idea. Too drunk. Out of my mind, I was. I quite understand. How terrible. You defended yourself? I, I did my best, but I lost my weapon. You did, when someone took it from you, no doubt. Yeah, li little little gobshite, yeah. Excellent. I take my knife and cut off the two small fingers on his right hand. Okay. Um, Toc will uh, help restrain him if, uh, if, if, if it need be. He screams in absolute agony. It is one of the loudest screams that Augustus has ever heard. <laughs> I figure the rest of you have probably heard screams before. Recently. I used to know something about swordplay, you see, and that's a classic defensive wound. Now your story really starts to add up. <laughs> okay. Cross us in any way, and we'll take each of your digits one by one, and then we'll really go to work. Do we understand each other? Can you give me an intimidation check one last time, please? Not at not an advantage this time. Nine. For a moment, it looks like he might start to hyperventilate, and it looks like he might be on the verge of a heart attack. 
but he's able to control himself. Okay. Banda, are you sure we should let him live? Is there any check available to me that would help me understand his intentions? Yeah, insight, isn't it? Yeah, I've hit a 20. Yeah, Banda, your your years of experience tell you that he is just saying what you want, what he thinks you want to hear. Do you have any rope? Uh, Tok's got rope. Tok, be a good automaton and tie our new friend up for me. I will, but I find it difficult to manipulate small breakable things without breaking them, like these arms. Benny, can you be of assistance? To be honest, Vanda, I want absolutely nothing to do with this. Your cutting off his fingers was, well, I would describe that as a bit much, to be frank. I'm, a, I'm more of a fan of uh, give them quietly in a way that doesn't hurt them. I'm not really into this whole sadism lark that you're going on. So if you want to do it, you can do it yourself. I see. I'll say I find myself in strong agreement with my new friend Benny on this one. You're very accommodating of the people who came here to kill you tonight. I wish I could afford those kind of values. Well, what you could do is you could kill them straight away when they start attacking us and not kind of hanging around and then doing your own thing after. Oh, more insults. Sticks and stones. Talk, do your best. You're going to go so wrong. Doc will go through with it. Um, he'll try and tie him up. Um, <laughs> this is going to be more disgusting than anything I did, by the way. <laughs> Elephant attempts to tie up injured baby bird. <laughs> it's really difficult. I'm thinking it should be a dexterity check. Yeah, okay. I'll roll with it. I mean, yeah, I don't have any relevant skills that would uh, that would help. So, um, yeah. Uh, gentlemen, if I could assist this poor fellow by tying him up with a bit more care, perhaps he would be less injured by this already unsavoury evening's work. Oh, how kind. Then please go ahead. I find your offer acceptable. Uh, okay, so Augustus is going to do this job. You can. Uh, I will need either a strength or dexterity check. Well, I'll assist him by restraining the um, total assistant by restraining the guard. Okay, you can do it at advantage for the assist. 17. Yep, you are able to successfully tie him up. There's there's blood still pouring out of his missing finger holes, and he's screaming ag- in agony the whole time, but he is now successfully tied up. Uh, gentlemen, I know little about, about medicine. I suggest if you don't want this man to die that I should attempt to bandage his fingers. Sounds like a plan to me. Uh, Augustus, you can either do a medicine check, uh, or if you have any other abilities you would like to use instead, you may use them now. Fine, that's fine. And I, I will go medicine, just to maintain my anonymity. Seven. I, I accidentally cut off another finger. <laughs> you actually accidentally break his middle finger while you're trying to wrap up the wound of the two missing fingers, and he shrieks once again in pain. Please stop trying to help. This is a stress dream I have about my first responding. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting that the first time you've done any damage is when you weren't actually trying to, isn't it? Well, I'd say I wasn't trying to do any damage to these fine gentlemen any- anyway, Benny. Yeah, I know. I tried to say something clever and failed. <laughs> Thanks for bringing it to everyone's attention. <laughs> oh, I admire your candor. <laughs> well, the two of you chat, the, <laughs> the bounder passes out. That might be for the best. I'd say so, poor fellow. I straighten up as far as I'm able to with my haggard frame. Well, gentlemen, I would say that gives us one, maybe two days at most before we have to flee the city. Maybe we should get to work on what we really came here to do. All in favour? Yes. Where is that bottle of claret? We will retrieve the ruby from the station. To be honest, I feel significantly less in favour having been involved in what just happened here. I'm not sure you covered yourself in glory either, Benny, truth be told. Oh, what? You mean the two headshots which dropped two bounders? One who had given up and was smoking. Augustus here, who didn't hit anyone but had a cigarette with him instead. You didn't even try to stand up. Tok was half useful, I suppose. But to be honest, if we're going to be working as a team and we're not covering each other's backs, then I'm not sure I'm interested. Hmm. I must say, gentlemen, I find the notion of us as a team rather odd. Yeah, to be honest, I'm not sure that I was including you in that. 
I, th- I think that'd be quite reasonable because we met three minutes prior and your previous comment during that three minutes was that you were pointing a short bow or something in the direction of my genitals, which seems entirely ungentlemanly conduct. Feels like loosening it might have been a better idea. Well, maybe you should have. <laughs> yeah, I'm starting to think that. <laughs> well, as informative as this is, we may not be a team, but what we certainly are is a group of fugitives at large, and maybe we could find a way to bond on that inconvenient fact, don't you think, gentlemen? All I'm asking, really, and I don't think it's a big ask, if there's someone trying to kill me, could one of you try and stop them? I'll try to kill them faster next time. That would be lovely. I also have no objection to killing these bounders faster. Doesn't even have to be killing. Just knock them out. Do anything. Just do something useful when someone's trying to stab me. Like, for example, suggest that they stop fighting us and offer them a cigarette. Yeah, that's not going to work on people who aren't halfwits, though, is it? Well, got to play what's in front of you. (laughs) What an insightful debate on ethics. We're all richer for the experience. Oh, and also, could we all agree that you're not in charge? Because that would be fantastic. They seem to have assumed some sort of position of authority, and I'm not quite sure why. Interesting. I'm afraid that is non-negotiable, as I'm both the possessor of the plan, of the means of transport, of the knowledge of where Tok needs to go, and also of knowledge of where your witches can be found. So you've created a plan, which is go and get a ruby. I mean, well done. It's in-depth and fantastic. Great stuff so far. And step one of the plan has been interrupted because the bounders knew where you live. I mean, I wouldn't say that. All right. How would you describe the situation then? I would describe the situation as developing. Right. Developing. Lovely. Do you know how many more bounders there are at this station? I know that we need to get the elemental, and on the way we may well find an opportunity for light-fingered Benny here, and on the way back we may well find an opportunity for you also, Top, to get what you need, and as exhaustive as I find this conversation, I understand that it's completely necessary for each of the parties involved that we go through it. That being the case, any more questions, or can we by any chance be the fugitives we were clearly born to be and get on the road? Banda? Yes, Talk. The ruby is in a known location. If we delay, it may be removed from that location. This one claimed to be a sergeant. Is he a master? Mid- mid-ranking. There'll be, there'll be one above him, I reckon. It seems opportunity is with us. Shall we proceed? Yes, the elemental myself. I would be willing to accompany you after. Time does not appear to be of the essence for your cart. Well, I guess you have me at a disadvantage then, Tok. Not sure what the others stand to gain by taking your deal first. I guess I'll leave that to them. Would you be willing to assist? I need this ruby to effect repairs. What do I get out of your repairs? Good question. A partner. Tok will reach into his bag, take out a loose sack near the table, draw the um the string of the sack and open it slightly and there very weirdly there's a head inside of an automaton that looks almost identical to tock uh, except has taken quite clearly taken damage and the uh, the head casing has been cracked open and you can see some of the inner workings inside um you might be able to tell there's like definitely wood and some various crystals in there some of them have been some stuff is clearly missing and uh talk will repeat i require this ruby to affect repairs how nice a relative and then he'll move the bag back up the bag by the way quite clearly not big enough to contain the thing that's it's you know a copy of talk um whether it is just a head or something else isn't really clear well, to be honest, pal, you're the only one that hit anyone when there was a fight, so I'm more inclined to go with your ideas than anyone else's. So, yeah, why not? Uh, gentlemen, I'm not in the least bit inclined to enter a bounder's station to steal a ruby. Talk charming though you seem, so I may retire and see if I can find that late-night tailor after all. And you seem to have been so useful as well. Desperate to have you on board. Well, certainly you're very kind, and your warm words fill me with the joy of the day. Oh, I'm delighted. It is not stealing. The ruby was removed, stolen from me a week ago when we were attacked. Gentlemen, if we go to the station and pick up Tox artifacts, we can make our way to the elemental where I have an opportunity for Benny. 
Having picked up the elemental, I will then be in possession of a craft which may well suit August's purpose, and I suggest it suits all of our purposes to board a craft and leave this place, given the state of my premises and the number of dead bodies in it. I find this acceptable. Looks to me suboptimal, but I agree that we're standing in a room full of corpses. That is agreed. I will join you gentlemen on the agreement that we part the moment we reach the mainland. Excellent. And my soup is now finished, so I'm ready to go. <laughs> Always creepy. I don't know what it is. It's the soup element that I find so creepy about it. Um, what are you pl- are you planning to do anything with the bodies or with the unconscious bounder? Or are you just going to leave them and go? <laughs> so what we're going to do, arrange them into a message. Like, like, <laughs> 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 I mean, to be honest, maybe. I don't know. You cut his fingers off for no reason. I mean, there was such an obvious reason for that. Well, we could put the first three in the letters H E L and then hope that as the other guy turns over, he either turns into an L or a P. You'll <laughs> do in our favor. This has got to be worth doing. We could use this. We could put him in the cart and take him to the station to gain entry. His companions may well let us in if they believe he is in need of medical attention. He looks down at the, the fingers missing. <laughs> he is in need of medical attention. It's a terrible one. Of course, he might bleat for help. He is unconscious. I imagine if he wakes up and sees you, my uh, my dear Vander, that he won't bleat at all. He'll stay extremely quiet. We could kill it, and then it would not wake up. I'm not sure that suits the sensibilities of our friends. We have quite a sensitive group. No, I rather think killing an unconscious man would another example of bad form, rather like shooting a man in the face while he's smoking a cigarette. Oh, Benny, I think he just took a shot at you. Well, let him get one in, eh? Let's load him up on the cart, then. He may be of use. So you load the uh, the unconscious man on the back of the cart. Uh, Tok, I presume you're going to be running the cart with the other sat on it. Cool. Um, and you head towards Vanda, where you know the location of the Bounders station is. Uh, you arrive. It's a kind of small pillbox building uh, with a single door that is wide open. Uh, as you peer through Vanda, you're able to see a single Bounder behind a desk in the main entrance. Vanda, how about you stick with this injured Bounder and call for help? Because... Don't take this wrong way. You don't look very threatening. Maybe that'll bring a couple of them out and we could uh, we could sneak around, have a look. You're right. I look so harmless. But it's a good plan. Help me with him. I need him a few feet away from the station. Needs to be realistic. I'll help him whatever way Vander directs. Benny, while we do that, I take it you're going to do the honours? Yeah, seems like a plan, doesn't it? And August... I'm not sure my presence here is a particularly appealing one. Maybe you could stay with the bounder and tell the story of his mishap. Well, I mean, it sounds like a great responsibility. And I suppose in the interest of him surviving the night and not losing any more fingers, maybe I'd be the best watchman. Excellent. And talk. Well, I find somewhere to hide. Maybe stay within earshot, Tok, in case things go wrong. Yeah, Tok looks around. Are there any convenient places to hide a six-foot-eight war machine? Vanda's already chuckling as he hobbles away to the shadows. (laughs) (laughs) Nowhere obvious, but automatons, whilst rare, are not completely unsurprising to be knocking around. Um, It's more the sentient element of automatons that's the issue. Before he wants us to talk, do you know... Whereabouts in station the ruby is? It is the first time I have seen this station. Never mind. I throw uh, Benny the key as I walk away. Well remembered, because I was absolutely going to sting you for that one if you didn't do it. <laughs> Pick locks. Augustus, would you like to call out to the guard? I say, my good fellow, there's an injured soul, an injured man here. One of the bounders runs out from behind the desk, sees the scene before him and calls for assistance. And before you know it, two bounders are now running over. What? What happened? This man's been injured. He seems to be, I've, he's unconscious and he appears to have lost two fingers. I've tried to bandage, but I'm no medic. They look at the bandaging. Yeah, clearly. Where are his fingers? I have not located his fingers. All right. How did he lose them? I don't know. I came, ac- I came upon this man when he was injured. Give me a deception check. Uh, 24. Is that a natural 20? Yes. 
That's a natural 20. I also hand over a winning lottery ticket. <laughs> they they seem completely convinced with your very loose story of what happened, uh, and they, they begin to perform very basic medical care. I had a whole tale ready. They just I didn't want to splurge it out. You know, you need to answer the questions when they come. Penny, while you see this from the shadows uh, around the side of the building, you may attempt to enter if you wish. I would like to slip into the building unnoticed, please. Stealth check. 15. Yep, you get through. You find your way in. Give me an investigation check, please. 12. So it doesn't take you long to find a room which has a lot of obviously stolen items within it. Um, A quick search around and you can see in a small basket is a red crystal that is exactly as Tok had described it. Can I sort of look around to see if it appears to be any sort of traps or anything of that nature if I were to try to get it out? Yeah, you can give me uh, investigation or perception. 17. There are no traps. Okay, I'd like to attempt to remove it in that case, please. Yeah, you pick it up. It weighs about one pound in your hand. Excellent. I'll slip it inside my bag. Mm -hmm. Maybe just have a quick glance around, see what else the value might be there. Yeah, of course. Um, You find various other collection of gems. Um, Just by eyeballing it, you reckon they're probably worth about 50 gold. Uh, You can add 50 gold's worth of gems to your inventory. Thanks. Um, beyond that, there's there's not a lot. They, they appear to be just like small items, like a small statuette and various other kind of personal belongings of people. So sort of sneak back into the corridor and maybe take a perception check to see what's going on outside. Mm-hmm. If it, see if the coast's clear. Yep. Oh, six. Yeah, coast looks clear. You're pretty pretty sure that you can get out. Cool. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna attempt to do it in a in a sneaky fashion anyway. Cool. Give me a stealth check. 22. Uh, like, a, <laughs> like a shadow water, you seep out of the building completely unseen. <laughs> and that, my friends, is how you do it. <laughs> You're able to reunite with Tok, uh, who is who is stood behind a wooden pole <laughs> <laughs> that, in, that in no way covers him. I say, is this what you're looking for? And pull the, the ruby out of my bag. That appears to be a gem. Well, there you go, then. You have my thanks, and he'll reach out to take it. You can add the gem uh, to your inventory. Okay, Tok will look um, rather... He's going to take out that bag, and he's going to be rather busy um, for a few moments. Okay, so just in the middle of the street, he's going to get the other automaton out and start fixing it. Ooh, that's a good point. That's fine. Where is everyone in, else in terms of, like... You have no idea where Vander's gone. He just seemed to disappear into the ether the moment he laughed and said goodbye. Mm. Okay. Tok, Tok will go to, um, the, to like, remove the uh, the bag uh, and then look around and say, uh, we will require solitude. We must leave this place. Vander, you can hear this from the shadows where you're currently stood. I'm going to start hobbling over in their direction, as painful as that is. <laughs> You guys are, are near the cart now. Augustus, the bounders, thank you for your help. They've now bandaged up their friend and they begin to take him inside. Uh, th- thank you very much for your help. Thank you. You're welcome, gentlemen. The least a concerned citizen could do. Quite right. It's, it's nice to meet such an upstanding and honourable member of society. Uh, and they leave, leaving you to turn to the rest of your friends? Question mark. Absolutely not. People you have met. <laughs> <laughs> Loosely. Um, you guys are by the cart, so you can get on and get on out of the city if you would like. Yep. Talk would be very happy pulling the cart for everyone. Seems like the thing to do. Well acted, August. You are a man of talents, aren't you? Well, that's not for me to say. Oh, and fair enough. Vanda, once again, your your natural insight abilities tell you that Augustus is absolutely sure of exactly how good he is. Uh, and he's constantly playing things down. Well then, I smile wanly with my horrible snarled expression and uh, very painfully slide myself onto the cart. You guys get onto the cart and with Tok pulling, uh, make your way to the northern exit of the city. And let's end it there.
was there. I, was, I wasn't expecting moral qualms from uh, so many of the members of the, the thieving community. I, I kind of expected that with the torture. I, I mean, I think, um, I think you draw a line at cutting people's fingers off, don't you? Um, or with the blood, or it depends if you're a torturer or not. I guess. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, if you're if you're literally a torturer, <laughs> yeah. so um, you're yeah. capable um, of human like, emotion or otherwise. I mean, can we can we have a new system where? One line from each night's play, we each have to try and get it into our actual work day tomorrow. But tonight's <laughs> one is, it depends if you're a torturer or not, I guess. <laughs> Thanks for listening. You can find us on our socials, Twitter at Dice Company Pod, Insta and Threads at Dice Company Podcast, and feel free to check out our website, DiceCompanyPodcast.com. If you like this episode, please like and subscribe, and don't forget to recommend us to your friends. If you didn't like us, recommend us to your enemies. And we'll see you next week on Dice Company. Dice Company.